Like, I would happily... Pass me the machete. I would happily kill that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Dude, the guy is still trying to get baby puss from the inside. He's in jail now, just like, with pen friends, just like, oh, put, a, put an embryo in a cake yeah. and send it in. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to Retention guys. <laughs> Don't forget to smash that like button. We're going to take you on a spiritual journey today down to the depths of your soul, right down into the, those, those rocks that you keep in between your toes. I was doing a piss take but what you said is accurate. Mm -hmm. Pretty accurate. We're going to take you onto the deep depths today. Um, yeah, you know who it is. Jake Breeze, frontman of Rivet City, future poet laureate. <laughs> Um, Stand-up comedian, um, not a monk, not a monk. Not on paper. Yes. This has been a terrible intro, hasn't it? Yes. Should we do another one? No, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like if it finishes with, this has been a terrible intro and I go, yes. <laughs> so you're on about being bald? Yeah, it's like, honestly, I'm... I'm Considering like starting a petition yeah. in Parliament to have bald men recognised as a separate race. Yeah, um, it's a different thing. It, I feel as different to a bald or like they a bald. <laughs> they feel like uh, this called. this like alpha version, and I feel like as different to you know like a blokey bald like you're all right, mate. You know, it's just me, just get a den. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I feel as gender-wise different to that guy as I do to a girl. I feel like I'm, like... I think I feel different to that guy, but I think it's about the treatment that you receive as a bald man. Yeah. And certain things you can't do anymore. Like, you can't wear caps anymore without looking ridiculous. Why? You just end up looking like a trucker. Like, got a hat on like yeah. that and you're bald. Either that or, like... It looks like you're trying to cover up the bald. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't do that. That's out. Backwards baseball caps. You shouldn't be doing them anyway. But, like, it looks even worse because your head just looks like a turtle. Yeah. It's just bald. You go sometimes you go the old woolly the beanie action. I mean the beanie hat's alright, but you've got a you've got to have a strong enough sort of emotional constitution mm. to be prepared for when you take it off at least one person going, Alright. Because oh. I get that a lot, I was expecting you to be bald. Yeah. It's like Alright, okay. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't you wouldn't be sat there in a bar and then a guy walk in and go, I wasn't expecting you to be black. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wouldn't would you? I think I've had um, that someone has expected me to be taller. I've had that. A I've had times. that a lot, yeah. Because you've got a more, like a bombastic sort of personality. Well, I mean, then again, though, usually people with bombastic personalities are shorter. That's true. Because they need some way to not have pain inflicted upon them by those yeah, that are yeah, bigger. Yeah. I remember Sutton saying, um, that's host of Saying Sutton podcast, a mutual friend of ours. Look. Um, saying that he feels as if his personality would suit a slightly shorter guy. Oh, I'd love if short Sutton were tiny. Yeah. Walking about. I wouldn't speak to him anymore. Because <laughs> he's just sort of filling it out as like, oh, he's the uh, tall, you know, talking tall. Well, I often think, like, the, lo the taller you are, though, the longer you can allow your hair to grow. He's fucked his off now. Yeah, I know. He looks, he looks good. So I, like I think he's on your team. Like, he's slowly, slowly, moving, getting slowly migrating towards full... Full Uyghur fade. Full Uyghur fade. <laughs> Looking Uyghurs with attitude, man. I, I reckon he's um, 
I, to be honest with you, I reckon he's trying to get some of that sweet, sweet veterans money. Yeah. He's going to shave, shave, shave his head. Yeah. Walk in a big green jacket with loads of like, you know, like pins on like parachute infantry and yeah, yeah, help yeah. for heroes and be like, I'm a veteran. There's a guy, there's a homeless guy in like Atherton and Lee who claims to be a veteran and he's not. And, <laughs> and we've sat and, because he's, he's like a real charismatic dude, so we always sit and talk to him, but it's kind of like, you know, quite obvious that he's not necessarily everything, you know, he's spinning you a bit of a, mm. you know, a story a lot of the time, trying to get some cash. Um, and then I've been with him on multiple occasions where like a real army guy has come past him and like, oh yeah, you're in the army, who, and he's like, immediately exposed as like stolen valour and, and he's like uh, well uh, yeah it's changed it's, it was different back then and he's like no because my mate was in that one and he's like <laughs> did you ever meet there's a guy called Rob Brett it's like a, a, a mate of our well used to be a mate of ours that we all went to school with and uh, he I think he was in the TA so I don't know he like put tarpaulins on football pitches or something oh, the TA the TA are real yeah I don't I actually don't know what the function of the TA is what the TA got killed in Iraq is that true yeah, yeah. alright so I thought they were the guys that do like security at, at the Olympics and stuff. <laughs> nah man like no because I, I was on about John in the TA for a bit just because so they actually see so they actually go and do shit yeah there's a TA SAS fuck alright maybe I, I've been giving you a hard time Rob Brett but um, well for example I think uh, Zach was... There's definitely was... some tarpaulin football pitching going up. Sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, a, a mate of ours, Zach, was like round at his... Um, uh, doing some work, like plastering at his grandma's house or cleaning the windows or some shit. And she was, uh, she was like, oh, you know our Robert, don't you? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Zach just sort of politely asked, like, oh, so how, is he still in the army? Like, what's he doing? And she went, he was never in bloody army. <laughs> 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 but this guy, he used to come out in like uh, I remember we saw him in Wigan one time oh he's in fatigues what's that sort of like the green stuff they were, these yeah like but, these but all over yeah thanks for wearing them on the green screen podcast <laughs> um, but no I think they'll come out brown then but um, yeah no he came he would come out but not in his actual gear it was like it looked like he'd just gone and picked it up at a second hand store and it's like stuff from the 50s or 60s or something just like ill fitted granddad army gear with like fucking purple heart medals and shit <laughs> just like he doesn't know what any of the medals are he just like orders them online and then sticks like, them on what's this this is the Normandy star it's from 1944 yeah. that oh, one it was, he treats it like a beavers cub scout sort of <laughs> like, just like puts them all over like up and down the arms and we saw him out in Wigan and we were like oh hey man so what's going on with the uh... and he was like oh I just got back from service didn't I and we were like what like why didn't you get changed though? Like, what's... It's like, you've not got a tan on you. Yeah? I know. <laughs> We're like, you've never set foot on sand in your life. Like, they, they, they invented some, Dude, some one military time, grade sunscreen over there. I won't name all the uh, participants in this story, but anyone listening, you might know some of some of them. Um, he's out in Lee and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's giving it to everyone. You know, everyone sort of stood around just going, yeah, go on, what else? And he's like, nothing more satisfying than when the enemy comes into your scopes, mate. And, you know, they're all just like... <laughs> like and then he was chatting up Someone we both know who I'll tell you. Well, I think I already know who it is, but continue. It's, uh, I'll, I'll censor it. It's. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew <laughs> so he's, knew it. he's at the, the bar with the girl and he's like buying her drinks and stuff and she's just like, ah. and then uh, the guy comes over and uh, like Rob's got his arm around the girl and uh, the Ooh. guy comes over and he's like, what, do you want to get your arm from around my girlfriend, mate? And, uh, 
And he's like, yeah, calm down, calm down, mate. And he's like, no, not calm down. Just get your arm from around her. Like, well, you'd, you know, you've been there all night buying her drinks and stuff, just creepy behaviour. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, just just leave it, just leave it. Started pushing him away. So the guy, the boyfriend, just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just fucking tops him, just kicks his fucking head into overdrive. And uh, the guy just goes flying just over all these bar stills and stuff. I wasn't there, I heard about this. And I've never had more regret that I didn't go on a night out. I was like, oh. I would have got a commemorative T-shirt if I'd have been there. We'd have been taking pictures. You know what he'll be doing as well? He'll be what? walking around next day. Taliban did this. <laughs> Dude, one guy that I know, um, I, again, I won't name him because, do you know, well, I'll censor it again. I know the name. He's like a dude that used to play at like acoustic jam nights and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I think he will have grown out of this or he probably, re- I hope that he regrets saying it. But um, he just came over to me, he was like, yeah, uh, going in uh, Paris, aren't I? or whatever he said he was going in, you know, I, I don't know all the different um, places that you could go. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, so what are you, you're going in the army, yeah? And he, and he was like, yeah, yeah, mate, going in the army. And I was like, oh. And like, I was thinking, fuck, I bet a lot of people he tells that to just go, nice one, fight for country, like, good job. Yeah. 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 And, but I thought, I need to challenge him because he doesn't... Big decision. Yeah, big decision for anyone. And this guy is ill-suited for combat, <laughs> is, is what I'll say about him. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, what's made you... What's made you... That's a complete U-turn from what I thought you were. Do you know, like, what's... And he honestly said, yeah, kill some packies in it. I mean, fairness, that reminds me of me mate Tom speaking to someone in Lee and them saying, what have you been doing in Iraq? He was like, shooting some turbans off. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, this is what I mean though, man. When But I, are they saying it like that's for serious? Like they're hoping that people go, yes, I get stuck in. Definitely, mate. You've met the people that... But would, I didn't know if there's a degree of irony involved. I, I mean, to some extent, because racism is all about dehumanisation, isn't it? Yeah. And that's basically what the army has to do in order to create trained killers who will not, who will not hesitate. Yeah. And I mean, in fairness, if you, like, there's a book called On Killing you should read that's amazing, like about the hesitation to kill is actually really, really intense in humans. Mm. So I can imagine that what's happening there is that there's someone who has already got some of these traits of being able to other someone. And then they're thinking that the best place to do that is somewhere where the whole point is the, to kill the other. The, the system of the army selects for the most yeah. potentially like easy to become racist people. I have mixed feelings on the army because at the same time they do a lot of good, a lot of the sort of um, a lot of the sort of disaster relief work and humanitarian work that is carried out by the army never gets talked about, and some of it is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean you could also argue that there is the realpolitik thing of they're only doing that in order to what is realpolitik? Sort of like this idea that um, it's kind of imagine like ultra right wing like walk softly and carry a big stick. You know what I mean? Be chill, but be ready. Is that... Yeah, it's two ways of conducting warfare because the general consensus is a good war is a short war. Because yeah. long wars tend to cause untold destruction. Yeah, yeah. And realpolitik is the opinion of, well, if you capture your prisoners and murder them all and cause untold destruction on the places that you go and finish it quickly, yeah. people will still stay clear of you. And you'll never have to go to war. Yeah, Therefore, so peace. It's utilitarian to be as brutal and yeah. and effective and efficient yeah. in ending the conflict in the most devastating fashion. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, the, lo- the, the logic behind it is if everyone in the room 
has got the finger on the nuclear button. Yeah. No one's going to press it because no one wants to be absolutely obliterated by the other side and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Like a Mexican standoff. Yeah, which is proven. I, at least that's my interpretation and from what I understand. It may be different. Yeah. But... So you, where, you, where were you going with that? Oh, so yeah, sorry, yeah. That they, the reason that they do that humanitarian work is in order to have cards in their, in their deck when politically, when, when right. interacting with that country. Um, so I, mean, I suppose there's an alternative way of looking at all of it. But I mean, I've definitely seen people who the army has straightened out. It's dead cynical, in it? Just like, the, I, I hate when you learn things about the world and you think you've seen evidence of something that gives you hope. You know, it's like, oh, the army do humanitarian yeah. work. Or just uh, across the board, you just go, oh, that's nice that that person does this or this happens. And they go, yeah, but that's just so that they can do this. And yeah. it's like completely cold and without any sort of, you know, there's no altruism in it. It's literally just the way to be more effectively selfish. And just like, oh. Well, I think, though, that's, that's why I, I've gone off America so much. Because I think that... You've gone off England recently, right? I've gone off England completely. Yeah. I think I'm very, very unhappy about being English. Well, you can't change that. I'm going to try. But you will always have been English. I know, but I'd rather scrub that allegiance out. I don't feel a lot of allegiance to my country at the moment. For the rest of your life, though, you go and live in Scotland or Wales, get the citizenship. People will be going, oh, you're English, right? So, and you'll be like, actually, I'm not English. I'm Scottish. And they'll be like, oh, so did you live down... Did you live in England for a bit? And you were like, yeah, till I was in my mid-20s. Yeah. I only got here two years ago. And they'd be like, oh, so you are English then? I mean, I suppose it depends how flexible you think the idea of nation is. Right. Because I find the idea of nation quite flexible. I don't think it's to which nation you are patriotic. Because I, I just think it's like, you know, it seems ridiculous to be patriotic to me because... Yeah. It's just, you know, you happen to have been born where you happen to have been born. If you'd been born somewhere else, you'd be patriotic to there instead. Um, I think it's just where you, one, where you actually just factually are from. Yeah. And you can't can't change that. And two, oftentimes it's like, oh, I'm just, it's a shorthand for describing the people with whom I share most in common with. But like, I think that what it is, is that from what I see to be English at the moment, and maybe for the past maybe 20 to 30 years, certainly like as long as I've been alive, the concept of what being English is, I think I don't want to be a part of anymore. Yeah. Um, How are you defining being English then? So for me, if you look at voting, voting statistics and election statistics, <laughs> right. we said we were going to make this light, didn't we? I know, man. <laughs> well, you know, I did insist on inviting you, so I knew what I was getting into, but... Yeah, for for the listener, um, before it, I went, mate. Some of these some of these podcasts lately have been like just like needlessly. I ju- I want to have a fun time and just have a you know a laugh and be like, what's your pooing technique? Do you know what I mean? And then uh, you were like, yeah, don't worry about that. It'll be like what did you say? It'll be like the back. Cover. It'll be like the back page of Cosmopolitan. Yeah, like, what like, does your star sweet. sign say about what kind of dog? To you be fair, about? on the back cover of uh, Cosmo, it does also say um, my definition of what it means to be patriotic. To- <laughs> But yeah, we'll get on star signs and pooing technique. But yeah, what, tell you what, now we'll, we'll do a left turn. Finish the finish. So the if thought, you look but... at voting, voting history and statistics, like the only thing that have ever contributed massively to a Labour victory in any kind of election, it's usually come from Scotland and Wales. Right. And as I've learned more about Welsh history and st- starting to learn more about Scottish history, 
the more that I support independence of both those nations. Because mm-hmm. I think that England is, I think it's circling the drain, uh, to be honest, um, both oh man, both politically and morally. Yeah. Economically, not sure, but I think politically and morally it's circling the drain. And I'd rather, if I could vote Plaid, I would. Vote? Plaid Camroo. Got if you. I could vote SNP, I would. You know what I mean? What is also SNP? Scottish National Party. Got you. Um, I completely don't know a fucking thing about politics, man. So any politi- vaguely political term that you use, you're going to have to give a little description of it. Fair. Plaid, what do they do? They're like a Welsh... They're, they're, they're the most vocal about Welsh independence. Got you. And SNP's the same for Scotland, is yeah. it? Yeah. Got you. They, they sound like, to a, a goon, they sound like they are the equivalent of... A BMP. Then it's weird because that's that's another thing that I'm I think's wrong about Englishness at the moment. Yeah, is the fact that I think that nationalism means something very different in England than yeah. it does. If in someone Wales flies the flag in England, you don't go, "Oh, that's nice, isn't it?" They love England. You go, "Oh, they are racist." That's yeah. what you assume. Well, that's the thing. I think English nationalism is based around resistance to the to the um, what's the word resistance and scepticism of the outside. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think that Welsh and Scottish nationalism are based on scepticism and anger towards the invader. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, if you if you chat to the old uh, Tommy Robinson crew, I think they would describe their fear as being the invader. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, come on, lads, legal immigration. Yeah. Not the same as going over to someone's country, deciding you own it, destroying their language and then taking all I love that if someone tuned into this uh, podcast. Well, to be fair, if you're a, you don't even have to be a skilled editor. You could easily cut this up, zoom in on Breezy's face. (laughs) I I was mentioning like, uh, you know, BMP and Tommy Robinson and stuff and just make whatever sort of montage you like. This is what I mean, like, and because I'm bald, people lap it up. Yeah, yeah. There's another one. You're just confirming their prejudices. Creeping out the woodwork. I told you what happened at that World Cup, didn't I? What happened? At the World Cup, I was stood in a bar, minding my own business, watching the World Cup, as you do, when the yeah, World yeah. Cup's on. In me, uh, I was even, I think I was even in my raw male uniform. And all I heard was someone chant at the back of the room, E, 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 D, L. Probably just joking. Yeah, it was probably me and Zach. Lad comes <laughs> up to me, was that you? Oh. I'm just like, what are you on about? Oh, that's crushing, isn't it? Because in his mind, he was like, I'm standing up for, you know, I've, I'm calling out racism where I've seen it. And, and then he's, he's like, heard EDL and he's turned around and he's not even thought, I'm, I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. You can't assume that someone's guilty. He's gone like, it's definitely that guy and I'm going to tell him off for it. And he's not even thought, what if it's not that guy? The guy's going to be mortified and I'm going to compound whatever insecurities he's got about his baldness. Or... Awful. I mean, looking at me though, Surely looking at me, you already know that I don't have a, a low voice. Do you know what it is? <laughs> a low voice. Do you know what? It, how I can tell that you're not racist? There's something in the eyes. There's an alertness. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I think you can tell if someone's truly just dim and they're just like, you know, across the board, just dumb in any area. You can like the windows to the soul, mate. Yeah. There's like, a, I don't know, there's something like, you can tell that you're thinking that something's going on behind the eyes. I don't know what it is. It's like the way that they dance around just so... That's why I don't trust sweet shop owners. Why? Have you ever seen... Because they're brown. <laughs> no, have you ever seen a blow? I'm talking like an old school sweet shop. You know, with like, they just got... Oh, that's all they sell in the jars right, and Right, right. And the guys, um, the guys who own them, no matter what race they are, <laughs> are always are just dead behind the eyes. Yeah, And I'm just true. like, you sell children things that destroy their teeth. 
It is like, a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one, just like... They're drug dealers, but... For kids. Yeah, for ki- for children. For selling pretty intense drugs, just like... What an know, unethical isn't occupation. Can I have 10 kilogram of cola cubes? You can you have... Know, I mean, there's no limit, mate. <laughs> as many as you want. Then you get kids literally that And they give it. extra, like, you know, a heroin dealer, yeah, where yeah. they just, like, first ba- the first bag's free. They're yeah. just like, why don't you try these? We've just got these, and red red Twizzlers in. Red Twizzlers, and then you've got kids, like, hauling the carcasses in, just like... Yeah, fat kids just, just rolling in. Just like... Were you, you, know were I mean? you fat when you were a kid? Um, I was definitely rotund. I wasn't rotund, fat as fuck, I, like I was rotund. What, what are some other good words for fat? Uh, chunky, I like. Chunky but funky. Um, oh, you know what r- rotund reminds me of, but it's not a word for fat. I think it means like you got a face on you, you know, just like you, maybe you'll know it. Moribund. Moribund is, I like Do you know that, that word. word. What does it mean? Don't know, but I like it. I think it means, uh, <laughs> yeah, like you've got a face on you. What are some other. I think moribund is kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like Karen in it. It's like a Karen kind of thing. Oh, Devoured for everyone called Karen. You know what I mean? Moribund, in terminal decline, lacking vitality or vigour. Yeah. On examination, she was moribund. Yeah, Karen. At the point of death. Dude, my uh, neighbour growing up was called Karen, and she was the most par- paragonal really? Karen. Bob and everything. Is. Yeah, yeah. She had the, she had like five or six different haircuts in one, you know, just like a little, yeah. it looked like a chicken and a, you know, a dog's fringe and all sorts of like little highlights here and black and then undercut and then and just like dead elaborate, you know, hairspray in action. And she was just a proper curtain twitcher as well. I feel I've just suddenly realised that maybe her, her <laughs> da- one of her daughters might be watching. You I do apologise, Jade and Megan. you got to keep going now. Um, she was seemed a nice enough person and she put up with us being neighbours for 20-odd years, which, pff, dude, since I moved here, these neighbours, awful, just like they listen to WWE in the middle of the night <laughs> and I've got a bang on the wall and just... I don't know if... Not worse them, than having bad neighbours, mate. It's fucking awful, but... I, I sort of see the cosmic irony in it because I'm like, I was much worse than that. And like, at least when I bang on the wall, they generally turn it off. Karen would ring me up at like 2, 3 a.m. when I was playing music, like, some of us have got work tomorrow. And I'd just go, ha ha, and just hang out. I, <laughs> I was just an awful person. Like, and she'd that's never done that, anything like, to deserve it. That's she, bad, that. Like. She was perfectly lovely all You ever thought time. maybe that's why she was so angry? Yeah, uh, well, she wasn't that angry. She was, uh, she was just a curtain twitcher, you know, just, yeah. a, just sort of like... Literally, like, twitching the blinds, looking out. I remember one time jumping out um, into, into their garden. Like, I used to hang out with their daughters. And then I remember going, uh, I've got a magic trick. And we were in the back garden. And they went, oh, go on. And I went, one second. And I went to the uh, back of the garden and pulled the wheelie bin, got behind the wheelie bin, and they're waiting. And then, like, 10, 15 seconds went by, and I just went, jumped out naked. <laughs> I knew that's where it was going. I knew and this is that's like, where it was going. Like five or six years old, and they were like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got banned from uh, going round because. Of course you did. Do you remember? Not for that though. I think. Uh, not I think for that. By the time they'd run inside, I was back, back to, <laughs> back to fully dressed. Um, you but, need sterilising you, lad. Yeah, yeah. My bloodline needs to die out for definite. <laughs> but do you remember they had like the milk boxes? Do you ever see them? Crates. No, it's like a box you would have in your front garden. Sometimes it'd be like a novelty in front garden. And then that's where the milkman would put the milk so it wasn't just chilling on your doorstep. Yeah. 
You don't know about this? Yeah, yeah, I know. You've been to doorsteps here? Yeah, 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 I know about milk things. Um, so theirs resembled a toilet. <laughs> it was small white, you know, it had the lid and everything. So... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can put the rest of the story together. <laughs> It's just like some feral kid. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just, I mean, in fairness, I used pissing grid on me on street a lot. That's normal thing. Yeah, my mum went sick at me for that. I think on occasion I pissed into, up until I was maybe four or five, I think I would like piss in a jug and then just like have a little taste of it. See what it tasted like. Everyone's tasted the piss. I really expected your reaction to be like, what the fuck? When you were a little kid, you tasted your piss? Mm. Tasted. What, like into it and then just, or just straight from? Just into it, into like hand or something. Let's see what it tastes What like. about, um, you know, the other liquid? The, um, the, the gutter butter. Yeah. Are we talking about sperm? Yeah. You have, have you had a little? No. Seems unethical to expect someone else to consume it and you've not even partaken. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I think to myself, you see, we're, we're still chimps, we're still apes, right? Apes do this kind of shit all the time. You know what I mean? I'd like to say we're probably the only podcast in existence that's taken the particular trajectory that this episode <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, this is just a normal conversation, though, isn't it? Um, so I, I, I felt like you dodged around having to admit whether or not it was a... or whether you had a full, like... Oh, I hadn't had a full shot glass of it. No. Definitely had, I definitely had a good lick. Yeah, a good lick? A good lick. Yeah, is good that, lick. like, with a girl present? No. Because I feel like you could ex- you could excuse quite a lot more if it's like, oh, I did it because the girl wanted to, you know. It was, I, mean, you know what I mean, am I going to put this out into the world? Yeah, like we can decide after if it gets cut. There is there is something pretty hot about like swapping sexual fluids with someone via your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty hot. That isn't that what a rainbow kiss is? Don't know what that is. I think you. Uh, I've heard two different definitions. One something to do with period action. You know, like you've got a, maybe you've got a 69 while the girl's on the period. And then you've got a, upon both completion, then you've got to like get off with each other and get a bit of this. And for me, it's, I, that's why I asked if a girl was present because I'd see absolutely no utility in it sexually and like tasting your own um, product. Yeah. Pro- produce. Um, unless there's a girl present, then it's like, you can do do anything, you know, or if there's, you know, if you're a girl or a guy, whatever your sexuality is, if there's someone else present, then it's just sort of anything goes just to further the uh, well, excitement. Well, you know, like, all sexual fluids are is just pure liquid data. Uh, they're just full of human data. You know what I mean? That you can use to build your own human. Yeah, but that's like saying, oh, yeah, you could, why don't you kill someone because a, a dead body and a living body is no different amount Well, no, of- what I mean is that, like, I think that, there's a spiritual component. Yeah, because it's the sp- like your ejaculate is genuine like people data. I've got a, I've got a, a hypothetical for you. Your dad jizzes on your toothbrush, right? And then we take the toothbrush away, and scientists, the world's top minds, chemically sterilize that toothbrush. It's completely. They're like, this wasn't this clean after it was made. Like this is. Mm. There hasn't been a toothbrush quite this clean before. It's like a different colour. You're like, whoa, I didn't yeah. even realise. It's like a new shade of <laughs> white I've away, never seen. Yeah. Are you going to use that toothbrush? Oh, well, yeah. That your dad just done. 
That's fine. So I've heard. I buy vintage clothes. Think how many people have died in this. Sure. Jumper. Did you ask me this the other day? Like, what? would I? He's, I can't remember what you asked me, but oh no, I've heard this hypothetical before. Where would you rather wear a, uh, you know, say it's a, a second-hand jumper, and someone says a serial killer wore this jumper while he killed children, right? So you can either have that jumper or the same jumper. It looks the same, fits the same, but it's actually got dog poo on the jumper. Oh, the serial killer jumper. A lot of people would choose the dog, the dog poo jumper. What? Because they think they've got a haunted jumper? Fucking morons. I think... Like, what are you want to buy? dog shit. I, I'm going to go serial killer as well, but I, there would be a degree of uh, discomfort involved because oh. because I don't want to be... Rem- I don't want to, like, sort of look down and go, oh, dead children. How do we know in this spot there wasn't four children murdered? We don't. Breezy, I've just told you that. That brings me discomfort. <laughs> like... Oh, com- yeah. Someone could have been right here. Lad... If you've had meat in your life, you've, you've, you've taken part in it. But that's, it's so far removed. I would, like, it seems hypocritical. That's so far removed. It seems hypo- hypocritical, but I wouldn't kill a chicken in front of me and then eat it. I'd feel really upset about that. It's as far removed as Bangladeshi sweatshop workers making your T-shirt. Yep. And then you're being like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think, oh, I, I'm not, there's no ethical ramifications for me. I, I'm not like, oh, I'm completely absolved because I didn't see it. But I'm saying in terms of like wanting to maximise your pleasure and your and like get rid of as much discomfort in your life as possible. If I'm every time I br- I'll just get a new toothbrush for the like the price of the toothbrush. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just I get it out and then I just like a little flash up of my dad's come in my mind and I just go, oh, I suppose it is clean. But now I've just every morning I have to think of my dad's come and be reminded of it. You are your dad's come. You are his. Seat. How often do you think of your dad's sperm? Nothing but like You'd be thinking of it every morning if you come in your toothbrush. Well no, because it's been stripped away. You would still think of it. You'd be like, oh here's that toothbrush, what we did that palaver, what I'd Peter think, made I'd me be do. more buzzing that the world scientists have decided to get me in an experiment. It quite clearly being contrary now, Breeze. No, genuinely. Lad, dog shit on your jumper versus a jumper that some guy who killed people's worn it, that's fine. I would without question go for the non dog shit jumper. Yeah. But I would be like, oh, God. What if I like it because I've somehow shared tastes with a with a child killer? And then, like... I think about that, that a lot. You know what I'm what saying? What music do murderers like? What right. music did Saddam Hussein like? What music was Bin Laden into? Like, what music was Ivan the Terrible kicking it to? Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to really want to yeah, know yeah. that. Like, what, what music does Ted Bundy like? Does Ted Bundy like Led Zeppelin? Because sure. if he does, what, what does that mean? I, I reckon um, it's going to be classical music a lot of the time yeah because they're very sort of grandiose you know the delusion mm-hmm. of like yeah you know i think they just they don't want to listen to trashy tunes yeah they want to be feel as if everything's super melodramatic and important yeah. it's got to be that right yeah true because like, i mean hitler like loved wagner and wagner's about as bombastic as you can get yeah but hitler was knocking about in like the 20s Four. and 30s yeah, yeah. In, in germany like yeah that's fair what, he's not listening to dubstep he's not listening to jazz yeah that's fair was there jazz at that time I think the jazz was starting to happen around about the 30s or 30s, 40s. 20s or 30s, yeah. I heard that there was like the word cool come from jazz culture. Yeah. Because they used to sit in the jazz clubs, it'd be hot, right? You know, and what was it like, New Orleans? Where did it Where did it get invented? Jazz. Um, I think jazz is actually Harlem because it's the Harlem Renaissance sure, thing that sure. creates jazz. Okay, but yeah, we're in the, you know, basement clubs or yeah. whatever. And then there, there would be parts where they would sit and like smoke and they would have the window open in that corner of the club. And then that's where, like, it was cool. 
like they would say it's like cool there because yeah. like because of the breeze coming in. I like that. Um, so that's like the cool kids, whatever, and right. Yeah, I, like I hit that. that's it. Could be bullshit, but I'm willing to believe it because it sounds pretty sweet. Um, so anyway, the reason I've got you here today, Breeze, is because I've not made any music videos for a long time, <laughs> and, uh, and I need to make Rivet City a video. A grand final offer. Let's go. <laughs> Talk to me. What's going on with River City now? Um, we're good, man. We're just keeping on releasing music. Um, we got some. We got some. We got a, a single coming up, which is going to be fun. Uh, to be honest with you, it's been difficult. We've all just been writing remotely and stuff. I've been working on like getting better at melodies and getting is it, better. At is, and has that sort of impacted it in a negative way? Have you found that it's like, oh, it's kind of a cool, fresh approach? I actually prefer this. Yeah, I prefer working this way. Um, I like the idea of just being given a song that's done-ish, just being going, put something over that. Because I think I get too bogged down in writing. Yeah. Um, and also, I think the band in general, we get very bogged down in writing because we want it to be the shit. Whereas, like, I think if I... And I get quite sort of um, boisterous. What do you mean? In the practice room. In I'm just like, listen, yeah! You know what I mean? Like, I just can't help it because I'm that passionate about it. I'm like... No. That's what you need, man. The front man's job, or like the band leader's job, is like have the vision up the wazoo, you know, just like bring the the drive because it'd be so easy to just to just languish and everyone just be like, you know, let's book some gigs and and, it's, and, they're just, and you're just hoping that a record deal drops into your lap or whatever. But you you know, it's so competitive the industry that you you need at least one person to just be obsessively focused. That's the thing, and like I've had some troubles with that. I'll be honest with you, like, bands have been making me quite sad. Yeah. Um, I'm 26 years old, you know what I mean? I ain't getting any younger. And, like, it's just very... Do you feel like you're <clears throat> sort of ageing out of it? Possibly. A little bit. I mean, I still love it, and I still want to make it somewhere with it. But um, it's very it's very tiring. It's it's exhausting. And mm. I love doing it. But the, the point is that I love it that much that it messes with my mind. Yeah. And I don't know, mate. It's been weird. At the same time, I'm buzzing. You know what I mean? We've got new songs coming, and like, I think that the Instagram and the socials are starting to look good now, and like all the rest of it. But like, you know, it just feels like you're sort of screaming into a vacuum. Yeah, I think that's that's not um, unique to you at all, there, man. Mm -hmm. I think just like anyone in the creative field, probably anyone just like in the world, just no matter what you do, you sort of feel like, how am I going to make my mark? Yeah. But then, you know, especially in a creative field where, you know, social media is your platform to advertise it and everyone just feels like you have to... I went to this, uh, like, art exhibition thing. What's that called? Like a gallery? Yeah, like an exhibition. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. It was at um, Nyamos, yeah. like a few months ago. Top venue. And uh, that, that was one of the first times I've been. I've been, like, a couple of times, but never for, like, an Great actual place. art, you know, show. Nyamos is one of the best places in Manchester. It was cool, it's man. It's amazing. Like, the events they have there are great. Um, one of the guys there was doing this act where he was just, like, shouting names, like, artist names all night. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And, like, I didn't get, like, it just over my head. But then I was, like, reading I up like and it. And, and it was, like, yeah, it was, it was to echo that sort of sentiment of, like, you know, not wanting to, you know, just dissolve into obscurity and shouting, shouting into, you know, bellowing into the void and all mm. that. So I wouldn't feel as if... Um, you know, you're facing some 
um, distinct struggle that it isn't yeah. all artists. You know what I mean? Oh, well, for sure, man. And I think a large part of it is that like I've dedicated my life to this now. Yeah. And do you feel a certain inertia where you're like, I actually can't. No, it's too late to go and try and start something else now. I mean, that was a main, the main thing of comedy because comedy has been my goal since before music. Yeah. But the thing is with music is that I think that it's a very different thing to be involved in. I think it's a lot more um, hazardous and a lot more like, what's the word? It's a lot more bottom heavy. So like the amount of people making actual living from music is basically zero. Yeah. Apart from absolute megastars. And then once you get to 23, 24 and you start thinking, maybe that ain't me. Maybe I ain't going to be that dude. You know what I mean? Because then you start thinking, so what, where am I going to be on this hierarchy? You know what I mean? And a large part of it isn't up to you. And that's yeah. what that drives me insane. Whereas with stand-up, I think funny is a lot, it's a lot more tangible to grasp. Do you know what I mean? I think that with with the exceptions of like race, specifically racist comedians like Roy Chubby Brown, yeah, like what's funny is quite a broad spectrum, and also most people are united in what's funny. You know what I mean? Right. And then, and then all it becomes is differing gauges of where the laugh stops. Like me and you are into some really dark humor and jokes. Yeah because we're aware that it's said in jest, but that's yeah. where some people finish. But we're, we're not on completely alternate um, ends of the spectrum there. We just have the threshold is pushed further. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I think street jokes, that's why street jokes are street jokes, because underneath us all, there's a root of things, there's a baseline of things that pretty much everyone finds funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then it's just moving up the, the chain. You got any street jokes? Um, I think my f- the favourite street joke that I've, that I've, I've ever been told... Is there's two farmers in a field walking around and they're like the hunting foxes. One of them just goes, isolates over, drops dead, and starts beating, starts breathing. His mate looks at him and he's like, has a look at him. He's like, oh no, what am I going to do? Brings up the ambulance. The ambulance runner's like, hi, no, 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 what's your emergency? He goes, listen, my mate is just collapsing in, in a field. His eyes have glazed over, he's not breathing. I don't know what to do. She's like, right. First of all, you need to make sure he's dead. All you hear is, bang, on over end at four. And she, he goes, all right, what else? That's <laughs> 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 oh, nice. If you liked that joke and want to hear more jokes like that, please visit Jake Breeze's Facebook and Instagram accounts. I love that, though. That's one of my favourite yeah, jokes ever. But like... This is what I'm saying. It is was that, like a quintessential joke in that I was like, okay, I'm hearing it. There's some characters, what's yeah. going on? And then you completely like, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, and that's the thing that like, I find stand-up as well. Like, it definitely comes more naturally. I've had to, I had to work my balls off to become like good at, well, maybe I wouldn't even cross myself as that. To be able to do what I do, I've had to really work hard to do it. Whereas I think that Cracking a funny is a lot more of a natural thing. Because I've met people who are like naturally musicians and they're awful. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, because they aren't practicing at it or. Just, no, just what I mean is that, I mean, just awful people. Right. Not okay. people who just can't process their emotions other than through song. Yeah, yeah. You're just kind of like. 
Yeah, so I think it's more valuable for life that you, you know, even if you've not got any sort of uh, natural talent for structuring jokes and, and sort of conversing with groups of people, but if, if you can find humour in things and you, and you tend towards, uh, you know, that's your coping thing is like making something funny or trying to find what's funny or questioning things, that's much more valuable socially than... Definitely. ...than just having this, like talent for moving your fingers or yeah or writing you know what I mean like yeah. I love writing I just love the the word do you know what I mean yeah and like what I think is about music is that whenever I write music it always comes out angry or sad and or, or like very rarely just chilled right and we have some some very spirited debates about the fact that we don't really have a lot of happy music and it's just because like what in the band yeah they're just like can we not write something that's not meant to bum people out pretty much yeah and who's arguing that? Who? I'm not going to say. Okay. What, there's one guy who's just like, why does it all have to be? <laughs> I don't say that. I'd say it's quite, a lot of it's quite cheerful, some party tunes. Oh, well, that's what I hate. You don't like, you just want to keep I just normal. don't like cheerful music. Like, right. Some of it's all right, do you know what I mean? But it's just, I'm not going to say that All Star isn't a good song, <laughs> but come on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, that's not to... I, I think that's a mischaracterization of, like, happy music, though. That's like me going, just picking some sort of shit, cheap, you know, like, just some other like naff queened. song. Yeah. <laughs> just go like, oh, well, you, well. so do you want your songs to be, like, Hero by Nickelback, do you? I'd rather that than the other oh, one, really? Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Nickelback, mate. <laughs> I used Someone to, told me. I used to love Nickelback, man. I used to, but you know, Nickelback's one of the first concerts I ever went to. Oh man. Yeah, dude. I used to love Nickelback, man. Yeah, I, I, I have to confess that I bought the uh, Self Side Up album when it dropped. It's a good album. If we could stick that on now, I'd probably be able to sing it. Do you remember that one? I paid my last respects this morning on an early grave. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like fucking hell, Chad. The yeah. fact that he's called Chad as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, the guy is banging Avril Lavigne. I mean... Do you remember when they brought out that song, when they did the opposite of... they? You were like, yeah, I'd rather be Nickelback than All Star. And then that's they tried to sort of go Maroon 5 or something. Yeah, you remember it that? Everyone's about to be the sisters, twister. Do you yeah. remember that song? Yeah, mental. mental. Coca-Cola roller coaster. <laughs> it's like... Ooh. I was like, what is this? Is this a parody or is this a joke? It's like a Lonely Island tune or something. Mental. That's what I mean. Like, I think... This is my argument that I have with the band is that like, I think Melody's dead. Right. And I think that rap killed it and I'd like it to stay dead. Okay. Because with melody comes power ballads. You get melody in the hooks of rap tunes. Yeah, you do, but like, no one wants Bon Jovi back. Do you know what I mean? Like, got you. Like, th- think about it now. It's why like Ollie Mers and stuff is so like, ugh. you know what I mean? Like that kind of brand of like absolute mature Stilton, just like, hey everybody, you know what I mean? Like you think about it, like continue. Hey, I don't know. How like, did the verse go? I don't know, like, woke up, everything was fine. They do it like, um, I feel like there's this... uh, I don't mind that my dad beats my mother. Do you know what I mean? Baby, you know I like... Like, it's that sort of thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Dump it down into the pot all the night. You go, let's go, skip. Yeah. I don't know, free. Oh, 
Ooh, is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, mate. It's like, come on, mate. Yeah, yeah. But it this is, is silly as fuck. This is what I mean, Dude, though. Dude, you sing all the time. Yeah, I know, but like, better. <laughs> and you have uh, you affect a somewhat sort of uh, more rapish. I try to, yeah, because like, to be honest with you, if I if I had my way, we'd be like more like the Sleaford Mods. Yeah. Just me I, shouting I down a microphone. That. Because, like, I'm not a very... I don't think I'm a very accomplished vocalist. And I think that's disarming for people as well. If you... Um, uh, yeah, I think... By the way, I think you're a perfectly uh, perfectly good singer, man. Oh, thank you. Really good voice for the studio as well, like... And, and uh, you know, a li- little different as well. It's, it's not so different that it's, like, wrong. Mm. It's like, why are you doing that, though? You know, there's some precedent for singing like that. You know, there are people that sound similar to that. But, you know, you don't hear it a lot, and especially not in the genre that you're doing. But I think it, you can disarm people by having the, you know, the mostly for mods sort of vibe. And then you can earn that um, the trust for you now to do this earnest, happier or more chilled sort of song. And then you can slot them in and, and it doesn't feel like a corporate play. Yeah. It feels like if you were doing real bangers art do you know what i mean and then just like one of those comes in and it feels sincere and it feels genuine and it feels like well-intentioned then well that's the thing it's why i like songs like um uh like like napalm and why i like songs like um that's a rivet city track (laughs) and like like my favorite ones are stuff like for example that live ep i mean like i loved that live ep is that the one uh that me and Sutton filmed yeah yeah Yeah. like spare me and Oh God! What's the other one called? At the end, I forgot. Famanos, spare me. Spare me, and what's um, the other one? There is another one. <laughs> I can't deny that what's, there's another one. I can't remember the name of my own songs. We breathe. We breathe. Yeah, mate. And like, we breathe is a belter. I love that tune. It's one of the most sincere and earnest songs I've ever done. I'd say uh, Vamanos has got a sort of happy, you know, like that's a bit of a party yeah. vibe, like the riff on it. That's what I mean, like Vamanos. You don't like that one? I like it. But I think that I've not performed it as well as I could have done. But at the same time, I think it's a very different... It's a tune that's going to divide opinion. You know, it's so hard as well to like... I can't imagine being in your position where you have to be available emotionally to like perform, but then you it can't just be like... You know, you, you also have to focus and get it right because you know, you're often spending money to be recording you were you were you know paying for me to be there you were paying the sound guy who crushed it like yeah. what what tom tom lecock yeah sick guy um a pe- pe- did you pay for the actual location um no no we didn't actually but oh good news oh no it's fine oh, like, okay it's, i thought you'd like you were dodging <coughs> like invoices or something no no, no. <laughs> no we didn't end up paying for that mate um, <laughs> but yeah just to try and like put all that together and then still like block all that out and then be present and and be be the guy that wrote it, you know, in the moment, like when you were feeling it. That's the thing, yeah. And like, it's very difficult to translate emotion when you're in the studio. Um, in fairness, I think it's very difficult to translate emotion full stop, um, which is why I struggle with it a lot. Like, because with stand-up, the whole point is that you are subverting the emotion. Yeah. And you're making it funny and therefore getting catharsis from that. Whereas music, catharsis-wise, is a lot more direct. And 
It's why Linkin Park works. It's just very loud audio catharsis. Like, yeah. I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, what's that one where he's like, put me out of my fucking misery and yeah. he's just screaming? Yeah. Just like, oh, goodness. Like, that now seems really awkward to watch back because if he was just like, you know, just basically going, oh, you know, the people that listen to it, they, that's what they want to hear, mate. So I just... But... It's like Rick's song on Rick and Morty where he's yeah. like, I'm trapped in a body, I need help, let yeah. me out. Like That's what Chester Bennington was doing. He was like screaming at everyone, I'm basically going to kill myself, what are you all going to do? And they're like, well, That's why I don't like happy, making happy music because like, I'm not a happy man a lot of the time. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I, <coughs> oh, that's hurt me doing that. Corona. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> and that's that's one thing that I think a lot of musicians share it's why I don't understand like singer songwriter guys you know they're just like eh, 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 I'm sitting on the porch do you know what I mean that sounded like uh, Sunflower by Posty don't know who that is no Post Malone oh right I've never actually listened to him I just know that he looks a lot like my mate Jake you'll have to show me him yeah, we'll do have it. I met him yeah you have longer yeah I've seen him on Nights Out yeah, yeah. and whenever we're both just like fucking mashed then we'll just be like yeah it's you um, how's it doing and then we'll take pictures of each other to send to you like, yeah. I'm with your mate now <laughs> you know what's funny looking back is that I bet your Tilsley and Abbott just hasn't changed all the way through Corona I bet your people just been just chilling at pub like, that's true nothing nothing reaches out to the dark lands I hope did I, did I ever take you in B shop no where it's like Turkish food and they had like little you know, like spinach cake and fucking nah. weird little pies and stuff. It was this wicked little shop. You would have loved it, man. And I'm not sure if it will have survived. Um, it, I was I was like, how is this surviving anyway? Because, you know, it's like, what is it? Does it sell pie bars? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, this is what made me laugh. There was a poll in, in like a Tilsley Live page. It was just like, what would you like to see in Tilsley? You know what I mean? Like, we'll take this back to the council. In my head, I'm thinking, this is the time for the people of this community to speak. Yeah. More pie shops <sighs> and a proper butchers. Butchers, fair oh. enough, but like more pie shops. Yeah, yeah. More food. It's like there's already like eighteen Dude, takeaways. Atherton, I would like to. How many pubs? I would. I'd say it's pubs, hairdressers slash barbers, uh, news agents. Yeah, I think they're the main like three. Are they? Pretty much, yeah. And, and like, how many would you say there are just in Atherton? Bare. So what I don't There's like understand. twenty of each. This is what I don't understand. Like, it's yeah, it's weird, man. And there's a little bit of me though. Do you not? Know this is gonna sound really bad. Do you not kind of like walking through post post industrial wasteland now that loads of shops have shut and shit. And it's all boarded up. You know, it's like Mad Max. It kind of looks like we've like we're like crawling out of some kind of post war hellscape, and I kind of like it. Like, it's it's cool. I, I hear you. I, I don't I don't tend to walk around with such a pessimistic. Like, I'm not just like, ha ha, look how oh, this mate, is proven walk, that capitalism is. If you walk through, like, inner city Manchester recently, it's fucking dark. Yeah, but I'm more walking around going, oh, I wonder where it's open. I could, I'd love to eat, have something to eat. Or... But I mean, that's what, I don't know. I just look at it, I'm just like, finally, the I, capitalist system I do has like been um, that Levin's like... is very similar, I think, to another turn or a, a Tilsley. But I think that, that's what I like about, like, places like Levin's though, is that there seems to be a bit more of an independent community vibe. Yeah. Whereas, like, Walking around the city, it's just like, I don't know, there's a little bit of music. It's not it's just, just a community, though, because, uh, you know, I've got a couple of mates over in Charlton, and I'm, 
uh, I'm really glad we were looking there originally to move and I'm really glad that I didn't go there because it's just like it's too booty man yeah yeah it's like middle class a lot and, uh, and and then just like pure hipsters and I know I can't talk like I'm a hipster it's just loads of London expats yeah, like, yeah. honestly Charlton needs to be to be renamed like Charlton you yeah. know like there's lots of people just like yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We're going nice. to have we're going to have the barbecue bread. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of shit. All these olives organic. Yeah, and I can't I can't do that. Nah, mate. I need to have roundhouse to the face. I need to have people be like Atherton a little bit. Yeah, you need it because, or else you just yeah, it's weird. You like sort of lose your roots. Like, have you ever been to? Um, have you ever been to like East Didsbury or just Didsbury in general? Even the I name never. Didsbury. I know it sounds sad. like a mince I was pie. The one next to. Uh, Next Wally to, Range yeah, yeah near there Didsbury yeah and like it's the only place I've ever been to that has a haberdashery haberdashery it's like all they do is like what do haberdashery sell mend hats and like mend like pants and stuff and patch up stuff there's a lot of people in uh, Charlton and I would imagine Didsbury as well you know these types of places that enjoy uh, you know healing crystals yeah yeah well, give me give me your thoughts on healing crystals <laughs> you don't want to drop drop yourself in it with the like friends and oh no they know I don't give a fuck it's right, fine right. Like, I've was already... I on the money though that they're into healing yeah crystals? there's a few of them yeah, like, yeah but don't forget though mate like I've already burnt them bridges it's fine like I burn oh. bridges every day it's oh, fine no. don't worry about it no it's fine well what you need to do is you need to get yourself a, a zinc bracelet which <laughs> it promotes friendship all I'm saying is that if you go into if you go into into hospital with bowel cancer rubbing some fucking quartz on it is going to do nothing that, so they would consider that a straw man fallacy. They'd be like, well, we're not saying that, obviously. We're just saying that this volcanic rock promotes blood flow. And it's like, oh, oh goodness. You know what promotes blood flow? Eating some spinach. Like, just leave the rocks in the ground. I, I don't know. Do you know anyone that does the uh, the New Age uh, bullshit, you know, like the New Age jargon sort of captions? Like, they'll just, they'll, there's so many people I know where it's like, you know, it tends to be girls, really, and it'll just be, like, them in, like, barely anything, you know, just some, like, rags, just just loincloth, and then they're just doing some, like, yoga pose, you know, just with, like, their art, like, they try, they've tried to get their arse on both tits into one shot, and then they'll just go, my cosmic fellow beings, we need to vibrate at a higher consciousness in order to, like... Do you know, do you know who I'm on about, some of these? <laughs> I think I know exactly who you're on about. I don't know who you. I don't think you know the specific chick I was thinking of. There's the girl, this girl that I know, right? Um, and I've I met her one time. Um, I, I had to do some like shoot with her, and then she went from she just like skyrocketed in terms of like socials numbers and stuff, and she went to like thousands and thousands of Instagram followers, and she was a model, and then she moved into like a yoga influencer sort of thing, and she honestly has captions like I'll just like read, I'll just like read some shit, you know? It's like. This is uh, where, where there is bondage, inspiration cannot thrive. We can no longer afford to live with delusion. The complexity of the present time seems to demand a summoning of our auras if we are going to survive. This woman has clearly never heard of Shibari. Who are we? Where on the great path will we be guided? Throughout history, humans have been interacting with the totality via supercharged waveforms. It, you know, yeah. this is, it's like it's been typed into a new age bullshit generator like, like of course there's creativity in bondage like if, I don't know what that even means like the whole point of creativity is working within a framework like 
And as well, like Shibari, like uh, for actual. Dude, you've given it more bondage, credit than like, it needs there. You've actually sort of tried to navigate through, wade through all that and find what she actually meant. I fucking talk to these people all the time. Like, I don't the, think that even was intended to mean anything. I've got the code book. I've cracked the code, man. Could I, you could I, you speak like that? I am Alan Turing. Yeah, mate. Let's have a little bit of so, it. So like, because if, the, if you were trying to pull like a, a yoga influence, I wouldn't do that though. You wouldn't. You wouldn't come at it. Because like, I'm not changing. It's the same reason that I won't go into somewhere where I have to have a dress code. I'm not willing for change my clothes to be able to stand in the same room as you. As you. Right. That's mental. It is pretty crazy. Mental. It's just like what? So I've got a suit and tie on. So suddenly. Nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. You fucking not care. Although I've been not allowed in places before because I'm wearing like steel toe cap boots and I'm like, yeah. That's fair enough. Makes you sense. You know what I mean though? Like, anyway, so like, I don't know, because I know these people and like, basically all you need to do is talk about how, you know, we're all connected. And I think if you look back, you'll find that this, the vibrations that I'm getting from you are just, we're on the wavelength, you know, and... You know, and my or, what about my auric energy? Yeah. Could you? Could I've you definitely tried to pull people by telling them I can see auras. What about we need to vibrate on a higher dimension? We need to vibrate on a higher dimension just means I want free drugs. <laughs> Dude, the, one of the girls I'm talking about, um, it was like a model, and she's got. She she posted this thing, you know, like everyone's doing OnlyFans, right? And. I've got absolutely no moral compunction with OnlyFans. No, just no, like, I think it's cool. If I had some titties, maybe I'd be charging people to see them. It's all right, we're not going to go there. I'd, yeah, I don't I don't know where you stand on it. Personally, just like, get that paper. Yeah, yeah. However, there's this chick who's like, you know, oh, yeah, we need to, you know, like healing crystals and all that action. And then she starts on OnlyFans. And the OnlyFans is like titled, you know, exploring... Um, sexual spirituality through a coming together of it and then coming together of that money I know <laughs> and I know a couple of people that are subscribed to it and they're like yeah mate it's just like phone videos it's not even po- like it's not as even if it was porn out and out porn I'd be like this is not an artistic expression you're just doing porn aren't you but that that's if it was like some production value and filmed on cameras this shit is like phone footage, the trashiest, like the type of shit that went around in high school on Bluetooth. Like, have you seen Tracy getting fingered on the, th- I'll send it you. Like, it's literally just her getting finger blasted off a fella and piping him off and stuff. And they're just like, join us in our journey to reawaken the inner chakras of the, and it's like, are you, but you just. This is why, this, when people say to me, why are you so obsessed with shame? That's why. Yeah. Are you not embarrassed? You're not ashamed that you're, if you want to make porn, just make it. Yeah. Just make it, it's fine. Like, we, um, nobody is stopping you doing that. But, like, just, if you just pull out... Dressing it up as something else, though. Well, I think the whole spirituality thing, like, there's two ways of looking at it. One is, like, the sort of, oh, my God, the West has lost its connection with the self and capitalism has replaced... The other way you can look at it is, like, y'all just want to fuck and you don't want to say it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like... But, oh, by the way, if you do want to fuck yourself um, and you want to know who I was on about... that. Uh, does that porn only fans thing inbox me I'll tell, <laughs> tell you who it is it's the same with like never ever trust a dude with hair and pants on ever never trust him because I was that dude Don't yeah trust I was just about to yeah. you passed the harem stage now. passed the harem stage my friend okay. like I feel like this was a yeah. matter of months ago no no it was no. years ago okay okay but like because 
Them pants mean only one thing. Right. I mean, that guy has got one, got an aversion to underwear, which I did. Sure. And two, like... Oh, he must have stank inside. Mm-hmm, stinky, stinky pants. Right. But, like, it's just, don't trust a guy in harem pants. I feel like the guy in harem pants hangs out lighting incense, trying to get your girlfriend to go in his room so he can, like, do, you know, Reiki healing on her. Yeah, I'm doing... Yeah, that, another one, like... That's what makes me laugh about Reiki. It's the only certificate where you can do a three-month course and you are a master. Yeah. A Reiki master. Yeah. Like, what I want to know is that how in the 21st century when we have internet can you be called a master of something? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, where are you going to my GP? Going to my doctor? Where are you going to my Reiki master? My Reiki master. Who's going to hold the hands over me and then it's going to heal some shit? Like, absolute snake oil salesman. Tarot cards. Tarot I like. Yeah? Yeah, I like tarot. With a degree of irony, or you you believe in it, you just enjoy the. I think the, it's it's the like performance I, of it. I think it's like a rose arch test, you know, like what do you see in this in this um, yeah. imp block? Yo, didn't you read palms one I did. time? What happened? Did you read Tanya's palm? I did, and she was like blown away by it or something. Yeah, like I think this was one of the first times that I'd brought you around to my house. And I think some people, especially when we were much younger, because you've been bald for a good long time, people were like, what is this guy? Some sort of monk. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I remember so, this. And then, yeah, a few of my mates were like, when you brought that monk out, I was like, he wasn't a monk. He's just a bald guy. And they're like, oh, but we're 18. Like, and then, uh, yeah, you, you were like reading palms, but you did a, a, a good job of like selling it. And that like, everyone was like, I know it's not real, but, but it spooked me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Like... I mean, to be honest, I started reading Palms to get laid and then very quickly it formed into, it is the quickest way to just mess with people. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that what's interesting about when you read Palms or do tarot or anything like that, people will divulge information to you that would never normally divulge. Yeah. And that's, it sounds weird, that's what's, that's what... Well, "Well, I've never told anyone this, but my dad made me suck him off when I was... Yeah, that's what, I, I get the dopamine rush I get from that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I should have been a spy. It's like, like get, doing magic, but also hearing secrets. And Yeah. All it is is just like trying, it's like trying to find out the combination of someone's s- social suit of armour. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, you can unpeel one layer and they'll be like, oh, this is this. And then, but unusually the palm thing, because it establishes the touch, which is quite, quite intimate anyway yeah and then also you get this idea in your head that even if you are the most sort of suspicious skeptical person in the world there's a little bit of you if you don't reject it outright yeah there's a little bit of you that wants to talk about something you know what i mean yeah and then it all all that does it just bypasses all that you know what i mean and that's the shit that i get off on this sounds really weird no no i can perfectly understand it in fact after you did that tanya she she was like you know she is I think maybe when she was quite a lot younger she was into like horoscopes and mm. shit but aged out of that a long time ago and so she, she was like well aware of the techniques being used and like the Barnum statements or whatever um, but she was that sort of taken with the experience of it that she went out pretty soon after like within weeks and she was on a night out and she and someone I think someone said oh you look a bit like you would be at because she does let's face it she looks like a fortune teller doesn't she yeah. she's got like these little wizened old hands yeah yeah um, 
and uh, so, and she was like, yeah, I can read palms to just some like stranger in a smoking area. And she read this girl's palm and the girl started crying. And Tanya probably just regurgitated some of the things that you'd said. And she was just like, it was a sick buzz, kid. It is, mate. It's a buzz. Like, it's a proper buzz. Because like, it's the same thing with music, stand up, whatever you, you want. You should, the next one you should do is uh, tell people that you've, you're speaking to their dead nephew. Well, that happened to me. <laughs> I tried reading a girl's palm in college. And and she was like, like, please, can you speak to my uncle? He's dead. That's exactly what happened. What did you do? Just said no. Yeah. Because I was like... Because w- some people would defend it. They would go, um, oh, well, you know, even though that's not real, it brings someone comfort, uh, but I, I don't think you should be claiming... Don't fuck with that. Because like, no. that's the, if you uncover that raw bit of emotion, step away from it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because like, there was rules, do you know what I mean, Like that you've got to have to give to yourself. Because like, it's the same of the rules of conversation. Do you know what I mean? If you come across something that's raw and they quite clearly are distressed by it, just walk away and then one of my mates went and got off with her. Yeah. Which was um, one of the more questionable moral moral things I've seen. <laughs> Why? Because it was just weird. Like, she was just like, Aah! and then like, I was kind of like. Aah! Providing uh, emotional support. I just kind of backed away because I was like, oh, this has gone wrong. This has gone really wrong. And then I turned around and they were just like. <laughs> and I was just like, all oh, right, okay. Like. Um. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly trying to outdo myself with how uh, creepy and psycho I'm um, coming across on some of these podcasts, but uh, th- there's something not by uh, not ups- not upset people, not people that are having a bad time, but something about like tears that is like strangely attractive to me. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm on about. I think it's like this sort of because it's real. So it feels like you're having like a real connection and maybe there's something subconscious in there about like, oh, the only girl that you might have ever seen cry, or, you know, vice versa, if you're a girl and a guy, whoever, like you might, the person you've seen cry are people that are normally very close to you or a significant other. And it just feels like, oh, well, a real thing is happening, something emotional. It's not like, oh, this is like a wounded gazelle at the corner. (laughs) It's not like that. It's like... I don't know, something, and even something just about the look of it, just like your face is all flushed and red and there's some wetness. I don't know, something subconscious about like, oh, this looks a bit, you know. I mean. Like when they're normally all done up and just like carefully put together and then all of a sudden you're like having a real, and you're all ruddy faced and moist. I mean. Something about it. No one sees what I'm on about. Please will you make me feel better and like. I mean, I've got a thing for when people have colds. So I saw what you know what you mean. Like what do you mean? Like I don't know what I find it really hot when someone's a bit ill. They because they 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 sound sexier. Yeah, and like it's sort of. I don't know what it is. It's weird. Mm. Like you know, like I wouldn't say it's a kink or anything, but it's just something that I've noticed. Mm. I think it's almost the idea of like. Because if I'm ill as well, it's like we both feel shit, but we're both gonna go through with this anyway. Yeah, that could be almost similar to, you know, apparently people get laid at, like, wakes a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when, when bad things are happening, but it's not something truly, you know, it's not like your fucking brother's been set on fire, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm just ill, you know? Yeah, I got a cold. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, like, it's a funeral, someone's died, but, like, now you celebrate, you, you try and cope with it, but and you don't, don't necessarily want to go and laugh somewhere, but... <laughs> You can like connect with someone, celebrate life a little bit. I've only ever been to one work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whose was that? My grandma's. 
was, oh, that was only like a year ago, was it? Nah, a few years ago. Was it? I mean, like, it's still, I still might bring out the stand-up I had about it back at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, My it dad like everyone's just being an going. absolute mad lad. Like, What was the joke? Everyone's Because everyone was going as, like, the dead celebrities, like, a year or two ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, I'm going to go as, yeah. Um, everyone's going as dead people. I went as my grandma, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, that's the thing, though. Like, I think I, don't, I think you'll agree with me on this. Like, I think death is a weird one in terms of like when someone who's like a proper knobhead dies, everyone just pretends they weren't. And I'm just like, yeah, they were a knobhead in life. Do you know? I want to put out online now. I want to go right. Listen, I love Jack Black, and I'm going to be fucking heartbroken when he dies. And all you that are not writing about Jack Black until he dies, I don't believe any of you. And when he dies. And he's a, he's a fat guy and he's, you know, he's in his, what, 50s now, yeah. probably. He's not going to see 80, is he, Jack yeah. Black? Well, to be fair, he's got a lot of vigour and vitality, so maybe he's going to live till he's 150 years old. But people are going to... And not that he's a good example of what you were talking about because he is a good guy. Yeah. He's not a piece of shit guy. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's still just talk to this... Um, this yeah impulse to like lionize people after their death and pretend also to cash in on that not just do what you're doing uh, what you're talking about but also to on socials sort of make people think that you were more aligned with them than you were do you know what i mean like i was always a fan of them yeah like so i was i was now it's cool to like that person and i'm the coolest one because i liked them this much or What's, what does what does make me laugh is that when it came out that Michael Jackson for a pedo. Yeah. How many people were doing that for a pedo? And it's like, well, I'm still going to play his music. I'm still going to play his records. Yeah, yeah. It's like, who okay, cares a pedo? It's like, no, that's not the point. You can listen to his music all you want, but he is a pedo. I do struggle with the, uh, the what, what's your sort of perspective on, you know, enjoying the art of, because I completely see, you know, people go, well, you can't just only like the art of people that are completely without sin otherwise there's no art that you'd be able to enjoy and Mm -hmm. I I totally get that but if we're talking about the very very worst things that people can do i.e. you know fucking sexually assaulting children it it does become difficult to like vibe with them on like a music level anymore well that's the thing I think it it, it varies person to person because I think everyone is quite aware that Michael Jackson was an abused traumatised damaged child yeah. that grew into an abused, traumatised, damaged human being. Yeah. Who quite clearly had some serious, serious mental health issues. Yeah. Whereas, and I think that that was taken into account by a lot of people in in that debate regarding... He wasn't just some bloke who's like, when you get the little ones, they're funny, so well smart. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Watkins was like... Like, I would happily... Pass me the machete. I would happily kill that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Dude, the guy is still trying to get baby puss from the inside. He's in jail now, just like, with pen friends, just like, oh, put, a, put an embryo in a cake yeah. and send it <laughs> Like, this is what I mean, is that... If it's good music, listen to it. Because I think that what we need to do is... But sometimes the character of the artist yeah. is... Like maybe it might be more difficult for you to see because you have to, in a way, sort of just like put that idea out of your mind so that you don't feel as if people's reaction to your music is a a reflection of what they think of you. Do you know what I mean? But there's definitely this feeling like that, you know, if you like the artist, uh, Lewis, whatever his name is, that what's that cabbage patch face guy called? Lewis Capaldi. Capaldi. Um, He's got like 
what like one or two tunes that are just like for me Baverage yeah they just sound like you know Neto James Arthur or yeah, something yeah 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 uh, but because the guy is like quite a likeable dude and like, you watch videos of him and you're like <laughs> this guy's funny so you listen to his tunes and, and you're just like well personally it doesn't really like make them much that, that much better for me but that's what fucking does my head in it's like oh you know I've just discovered this Led Zeppelin like Gallows Paul, what an amazing tune yeah, but have they, have they made a TikTok video putting their own nose in a mousetrap? And I'm not bothered. Like, We've got all these balloons and we're going to see how many we can pop in 10 seconds. <laughs> That's what I mean, like... That's TikTok. You need to get on it, lad. I'm, I'm tempted, but it's just like... That whole thing annoys me. This is honestly... I could go... I could rage about this all day, about the vanity... Be it. In society. Do it. Like, Hi, welcome to my blog. Today we're going to be opening the... And you're just like, nobody talks like that for a start. Yeah, yeah. Two, like, I just don't understand how so many people with nothing to say. I say, I mean, we can't talk. We're two white dudes on a podcast in the middle of the living room. But like, just nothing to talk about. Like, to this week, guys, don't forget, I'm going to play some pranks on my girlfriend. Yeah. And all it is is that the girlfriend walks in, often scantily clad, and they're just like, basically just commit emotional abuse on each other. For about half an hour, and they're just like, don't forget, they've always got dye blonde hair and shit. And it's Do you know what's oh. even worse than the than doing the emotional abuse on each other, like prank videos and stuff, and, and just like, ha, 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 it's a prank. I fucking made you think that your mum was dead for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's a prank. Like, emotional abuse. Even worse than that for me is when you pretend you've done a prank. Yeah. You know, when you pay actors and stuff, and it's like, so what you aspire to be a piece of shit and you've not even got the balls to be a piece of shit. This is what I, I think that's why it didn't catch on the same in Britain. Because if you just try that in the in public in Britain, someone will knock you out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think Americans have way too high a tolerance for yeah. bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> oh, a bit more like that. Like, if you were just stood in the middle of, like, you know, Manchester... You probably wouldn't even get to the point where you did the prank because some like mad spice guy would be like, you that camera. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Where I was like, can you imagine in this country just seeing a guy like walking along and then just sitting down next to someone they didn't know and just started talking to him? You know, like Ed Bassmaster, who's just like, just meet, you know that guy? Yeah, yeah. In England, this conversation would last three seconds before they just turned around and there'd just be a knife in their eye socket. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it, England is just a more. It's just a, it's, it's not a more dangerous place, but it's just a place with a much lower anger threshold. Sure. You know, because you think about it, because we're so, because we're so restrained emotionally as a nation, and we're so like, we just can't express ourselves for some reason. The second something pisses us off, people just snap. Yeah, it's that sort of if you repress it more. Yeah. Then you, yeah, yeah. I think what amazes me is like how. I don't understand the, the, the obsession with that. Like, Hi, guys. Yeah. So, because honestly... With the MySpace I, angle as well. Yeah, like, if I was an influencer, mate, like, surely so many of them must want to kill themselves. Like... It must be a difficult one because that is how you derive 100% of your, like, self-worth. Yeah. Your validation. You've got to keep... Uh, like, the feeling that you were talking about earlier in the show when you were talking about, um, you know... T- screaming into the void mm. they feel like that except you can actually go and do a gig and go oh you know there's some argument that you don't actually need social media it's yeah. not a requisite it's yeah, yeah. it's it is pretty critical to you know your success but you you could just play shows or you could go and play comedy gigs like you're offering 
a real yeah. um, entertainment. But that, like, if they don't get you know social media likes and stuff, then wh what are they? They're just nothing now. I just don't understand how that even turns into money. I get that, like, it's advertising stuff, but I think they make a pretty penny, you know. I think they do, but it just. It's just weird, isn't it? It's like micro-reality TV shows and we all yeah. choose which we tune into. Like the, like the Paul brothers, like Jake and whatever he's called, Paul. Yeah, yeah, Logan Paul. And you just kind of like, you look at them and you just think like, how how has someone not Yo, just burned I, your I, house I down? Was at, um, I went to the museum actually a couple of years ago with Tanya and we, we went into like the Egypt exhibit or whatever. And there's like a guest book. So we're like wandering around and like having a great time, just like learning about. And I'd been like brushing up so that I could go toe to toe with the guy that was. And I was just like, well, so there's a competing theory that sometimes. <laughs> and he was just like, ah, but that was found in uh, yeah, 2000 yeah. BC. And, uh, but um, we went into uh, like where the guest book was. And uh, I'm looking through the guest pad and I, I don't know what you meant to write in there. Just like, oh, it was, this was really good. Thanks very much. Tony was really informative. Res was here everyone was so it's like obviously school kids and family on insta it, well even more so than that they, they were just like my name's ben watch out for me i'm going to be famous in in five years and like it was all just like everyone just i don't know this cult of personality like thing and where, subscribe yeah it was basically like and subscribe but it wasn't even like please you know like if you or i were to go um, oh, you know, so, you know, if you want to support the the show, if you want to do, you know, do give it a rate and, and you sort of feel so dirty and hot. you're just like, listen, I have to ask you for this because this is the, like, donate the equivalent of money, basically, by doing social media interactions. All these kids had no doubt in their mind, though. They were just like, watch out for me, mate. I'm going to be well big. But that's what it boils down to is that, like, for, I think, for anyone who, I don't know, is maybe any kind of normal functioning human. Marketing yourself feels like pulling out your small intestine, squeezing out not yet formed shite out of it, and then using specifically only your nose and a tongue to spell out what my stuff on the floor. Do you know what I mean? That's what it feels like. You're Very just much like, so, yeah. like, you want to just go down on your knees on a hill, like Jesus of Galilee style, and just be like, why have you forsaken me, Father? Do you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> ah, like, oh, I hate it so much. Yeah. Being like, look at me, I, I got it. It's like, and there's, there's just a large part of you, if you're a normal human, that's just like, you're not good. You're awful. Yeah. Get better. Like, dude, Do you know what I mean? If, if, I was, if I go and visit, like, my parents' house, and, like, if I look, they've got a massive mirror in the living room, so, like, I don't know if it's vain to just, like, if you see a mirror, just like, oh, just, yeah. you know, just check your shit. And then my dad always goes... Don't bloody worry, you still look good. You know, like, sort of like, looking at yourself, are you? And I just go, no, I, just, I thought I had a bit of uh, fluff on my head. Like, I used to get I, that a lot, yeah. You know, like, older people just going, oh, you're still beautiful. And, I mean, and, in fairness, I, I mainly look in the mirror because I forget what I look like. Yeah, big time. But the, <laughs> the, the point is, like, that n normal people, I feel like, you, you don't even want anyone to think that you think you're good. You're just like, I don't think I'm good. I don't think I'm good. You know what I mean? Because like, it's just, if you meet someone and you just go, they think they are well men, then you just, you hate them straight away, don't you? So you, you need to make clear to everyone, like, I am crippled by self-doubt and you just want everyone to know that you, I'm like, I'm, don't worry, I don't know how I'm coming across, but I definitely don't think I'm mint at all. It's imposter syndrome versus Dunning-Kruger, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like... So for the listener, Dunning-Kruger is... is Sorry! Like, yeah, not everyone's... 
Like I, I only happen to know this for whatever reason, but like, um, is the idea that the stupider you are, the more confident you are it's about confirmation bias, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's like you don't, you're not aware of what you don't know. So you know, you, you'll get like idiots who who are very convinced of their own, uh, you know, value in whatever field. And and as you begin to learn more and more about yeah. the world, as you get older, you just become aware of the levels of like information that's not available to you that you haven't got a, a grasp on. Imposter syndrome is like, everyone knows that one, right? Yeah. Just, yeah, people oftentimes feel as if everyone else around you in your field, they're all doing it legit and they're they're the real version of it and you're the one that's like, shouldn't be here and hasn't earned it properly. But unbeknownst to you, all, a lot of those other people will also feel like that. It's weird, man. Yeah. And But that's the point though, is that, is that I always used to... Did like, I need to explain that or does everyone know what it is? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that being said, like, I think, yeah, it's good to explain it because I've had things explained to me where I've thought a word meant something else. Like, for a good... All the way from... Moribund. Un- yeah, all the way from university, I thought pejorative meant a catch-all term when, in fact, it means Ooh, no. in- an insulting term. Yeah, yeah. And I've used it a lot in debates with people. And I think that they've just been like, this man's an idiot. Yeah. Which is quite sad. I think I have that in a couple of words for sure. Yeah. That and it's kind of like, do you ever get, like, I always get mega paranoid that my breath smells. Yeah. Because no one's ever going to tell you. And it's why if someone's breath smells, I always tell them. You're like, oh, they're going to be, you know, like you hate to hear it, don't you? Like, I can understand why people don't tell you because you always think like, fuck, why didn't someone tell me? What, someone yeah. could have just gone, oh, you've been uh, eating shit for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'll just be like chilling with like Tanya on the couch or whatever, and, and then she'll she'll just sort of like shift position your know, head further away from me, like have I got my breath? And she's like, no, I'm just not comfy. And I'm like, <laughs> like drinking fucking chewing gums out of the thing. Yeah, you know, you can smell your own breath if it's bad. Do you know what I mean? You can, you you'll be walking somewhere and you're like, oh, I'm about to go into the meeting and you go, <laughs> oh, I'm all right, I should be okay. I never know whether my breath my breath smells bad or not. Do you want me to smell your breath now and tell yeah. you? Yeah. Oh no no COVID. Okay. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Two meters. Yeah. That that would that would be irresponsible. Yeah. Okay. So maybe. We'll... Although we've been chatting for like an hour, within you know arm's distance of each other. No, we're two meters away. I'd say we're about two. No meters. chance. Nothing. Just under. Just under. Our heads right now, but we've been. All <laughs> <laughs> the way through. Like you just shot. You just shot a fucking gallon of coronavirus right at me. You know. What what were we on about, <laughs> mate? Um, you started doing comedy shows again. Yeah, well, I'm, I want to do. Yeah. Will you plug some of the shows where you might be out or where people can see it? Plug it down the the camera. Um, I don't know if I'm on the bill yet, but like Phil Sutton has a comedy show. It, you'll you'll be on the bill at some point. He's going to keep doing it weekly. Yeah. They've not decided on the name. They've not settled on the name. Yeah. If you oh yeah, if you go to. Um, Jake Breeze underscore RC. I think is it? No, it's Jake underscore Breeze RC is my Twitter handle. I think it is. So it'll be tonight, won't it? The 2nd of August. Yeah. So tonight. Tonight. Go to, um, where's, where, where's the, where's the thing? Yeah, your Instagram is. I'll <laughs> 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 whack that up. That's nice. That's your, uh, Coogee sweater that you've got behind yeah, you. Yeah, nice little sweat. Um, your Insta is Jake underscore Breeze RC. Thought it was Jake underscore Breeze RC. Jake underscore yeah. underscore Breeze Rivet City. Yeah, 
That's his eye. Although I'm going to change it to Uncle Brady soon. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah, if you sat, if, you've got to be one of only just half a dozen Jake Breezes on the planet, right? Yeah. And there's fucking hell, there's only. Have I ever told you that a, a person has, like, I've got like a weird stalker who's been sending me letters with just pictures of my face on it? I saw him on Facebook. Mental. Yeah. You don't Mental. know who that is? No, no idea. I used to have that, um, there was a time when I would get sent Gary Barlow pictures in the post. Was it you? No. Oh, you looked like guilty as if you sent them. <laughs> no. You did it. No, no. Why do you seem, <laughs> you seem as if you did it. it like... And uh, there was like, yeah, there's all sorts of weird Gary Barlow memorabilia turning up. I've got to I've just, I'm still laughing at the fact that that story you told about like, on the last podcast about just getting well awkward <laughs> showing Fleur out the building. Yeah, yeah. But thing is, that I, I honestly thought that I was one of the only people that went through that level of neurotic anxiety about mm. things. I was just like, I've been that man. Dude, I posted that episode and then that day I went into town to Yard and Coop and she was at Yard and Coop. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't know if she'd seen it or not because it just seemed like t- too coincidental. Oh, there's people who I've got to hide from forever now. Yeah, and for sure. She like came over like, hi, and I was like, oh, I'm just going inside, bye. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. Hide. Awful. I used, it's the same reason that I used to go to the barbers with a fake name. What? Like, I'd go, I've never told you this. No. I'd use a fake name in the hairdressers. Why? Because I used to get really anxious about, um, about the fact that I felt anxious because I was asking for a haircut off this woman and I was a bit stuttery because I didn't like, I don't like being served... I don't like someone saying to me, what, you, what do you oh, want? Oh, because you almost want to go, well, I, I was trying to get this haircut, but you don't have to do it if you don't want. Yeah, basically yeah, that. Yeah. And then she was like, what's your name? And I was like, it's Jay Breed. And she must have heard Drew. Because she was like, Drew? And no one stood up and I was like, that's me. For some reason. Why do me. I know the name Drew Brees? Drew Brees, he's a quarterback for the uh, New Orleans Saints. Nice. Um, go Saints. But yeah, um, anyway... And then I stood up and I was like, well, this is it now. She works here, so I'm going to have to use this fake name. And then, like, for the next four haircuts, I had to just go by a fake name. <laughs> and, like, my mum came in once and was like, Jake, and I had just to pretend that wasn't my name. I was just, no, like, she was like, Jake. And I just had to be like... She's got Alzheimer's. Yeah, and, like, and then, obviously, the, the hairdressers heard it, so the jig's up. But, like, I started doing it in the other hairdressers, just because, like... Dude, you should have fully committed when it was revealed that you were... And they're like, is your name Jake? And you should have gone, yeah, why? And they're like, oh, I thought you were called Drew. And you were like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like, That's someone else. Well, it's like, as well, I don't like having my name called out. Like, when you sat in the waiting room, they go, Jake! And then all eyes are on you when you stand up. I don't like that. It does feel like a invasion of your... Because you can walk the street, no one knows anything about you, they don't know your name or shit. If someone goes, Peter Hall, in the... You know, if I'm on the hospital or whatever then it's like, oh, so all these people, they know what I look like now. Now they know my name, so they can cross-reference that against my name and just search me on Facebook. Yeah, that's why I love having a mask on. Honestly, man, if I could wear a niqab, I would. Just just knock about. No one knows who I am. Why can't you wear a niqab? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I think, I think that might be a bridge too far. Um, it'd be 10 out of 10 hipster points. Yeah, but I mean... Can't do it. All I do instead is like in the winter, I just like pull just go for the old uh, hijab. I mean, what I'd probably do is like have a, a scarf and a but and then a hat. So I'm like, I like that. Stick on a, a balaclava. A balaclava. But, 
But that's it though, like, if there was a way of being served in shops, because one, I don't, because I always get scared that one of my mates is going to serve me. Because it happened to me in an Italian restaurant with my family and I never lived it down. Right. Because she was like, oh, you're right, Jake. And I'm like, you're right. And my family's there, like, do you know what I'm like? Yeah. What's up with that? And it's not worse than being like, nah. And then your mate comes over and they're like, is everything all right with your food? And you're like, uh, yeah. uh, and then like they just go off and you're like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my favorite is uh, this reaction. It's not a funny one. I just really like when if someone says something uh, that something's good, and I always do it, and I always sort of laugh after. Like, it's not clear that I'm enjoying it actually when they go, "How is it?" And if I've got food in my mouth, I will go, mm. like an angry face, and I shake my head, like, <laughs> and it's meant to be like, "Oh my god, it's so good." But because you know, I always feel like it's polite, like mm, honestly, it's good. <laughs> I don't, how's how's uni going? I don't you know? like that noise either, though. Mm. Mm. Mm, I'll just go. That's oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's like, my vibe. Noises, noises associated with food, I just find really awkward. Yeah. Like like when people do that, I hate that. You don't too. like that. I like to in between as I'm eating. <laughs> I'll uh, if I'm really enjoying it, I'll go like mm, I'll start I'll start dancing for one. You know, if I'm eating wings or whatever, I'll just be like. Mm, 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 just like bop him to whatever tunes are on and then if I'm really loving it I'll close my eyes put my like knife and fork down maybe if I'm you know I'm eating a curry or whatever and I'll rub my belly like and I'm dancing while I'm eating I'm just like mm, 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 oh, just this is why we don't eat together much. in between each mouthful why what's up with that I'd leave the restaurant but that's so I'm clearly enjoying it so much that's fine but like just don't just don't put it out in the world like, why not it's just weird it's impolite to be I'm clearly enjoying. I'm not saying it's impolite. It's just like it just makes me feel weird. What's that? What's the just completely demure? I just I don't know. It's just kind of like, come on, you people are people are in so public. Just, very good, very good. Like what's? I just don't, I just what it is about food is that it's the main reason that I don't like big meals because I'm just like don't talk to me. I'm trying to eat. Do you know what I mean? Like you think going for a meal is a bad first date? Yeah. I just think going for meals in general as anything more than four of We you. just broke bread now. Yeah, but there's, that was three of us. Anyone, like, it's three mates who are just eating, and the main, the main focus is eating. When we were in there, we were just eating, right? It's funny when you're at a party and a pizza comes and everyone falls silent. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's weird because, yeah, like, like you say, you don't want to be, like, all eating with your mouth full yeah. and shit like that. But also, it's, now it's like no one's spoken for ten minutes because we're eating, and that's also odd I like that though but yeah but you don't if you want to socialise you shouldn't have food then that's what I'm saying like you're with me that's what I'm saying is that there, just the physical presence there be a time life. for eating and there be a time for talking and they shouldn't intermix like because the only way that you're going to be able to make conversation properly whilst adequately enjoying your food while it remains hot is talking with your mouth full and that's hanging what about signing so you're like eating with what, and then you're just going like I mean, that would be pretty cool, but you've also got to make the faces and you'd like dribble a bit of gravy out. Do you have to do faces when you're signing? Yeah, yeah, sometimes I think to denote like what emotion you're expressing. Oh, shit, so you put a different flavour on it depending on the face? I think so. That's interesting. I don't know any signs. That's why I like when, you know, when you see them in the con, they like, you know what I mean? I just thought that was like involuntary. You know, like if you don't, ch you're not choosing to speak with your hands, but you can see I am doing and people just sort of like gesture in a way that to sign like to people who are deaf or that speak sign must just seem like baby, like blah, blah, blah. it must seem like that to them, you know, because we're just speaking and we're literally exactly. just going like this with like gestureless fucking movements. So I, th I thought it was just because 
you know, like if, if you're speaking to someone and, and, they, and they go, ah, and they sort of do like a big expression, sometimes your eyes, so if you're following Ooh. the story, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I just thought it was like an involuntary... I mean, but that's the point of it, though, isn't it? Like, it's meant to be able to denote that. Like, if I was telling you a story and I was like, and then this happened, you were just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do feel like sometimes when I've seen bits of the podcast, but like, I have to edit it, obviously. I feel like I'm not a very um, active listener. I am 100% listening. I'm thinking deeply about everything that you're saying. I'm not just, like, off in my own, you know, not listening. But I, I never... D- demonstrate i'm not very like uh, demonstrative with mm-hmm. so like some people are just like oh what oh yeah uh-huh. and yeah. i'll just be like if you say something funny i'll go <laughs> and then if it's sad i just go oh oh mate it's just like little micro expression i don't know why no that's good though because i mean like i don't know i think that's why our friendship works because like i use other people as my filter right like if i because like, i don't know whether something's too much or not when it comes out my mouth Okay. So I'm just like, well, y'all are my friends. So you've... if I go, oh, yeah, goodness. like y'all are my friends. You've made this decision. So like, it's on you now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna talk. If it comes out and it's bad, then that, that's y'all made the decision. That's where you want to be out with your friends. Yeah. You want to just. Oh, the the worst is sometimes I've felt as if I'm I am friends with someone and then the, the it shifts into a little bit of politeness. You know, like oh no, after you and like. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Yeah. And I think, oh, I thought we were good friends. I thought we were like past this part of it. Yeah. Not that you shouldn't be courteous with your friends, but, you know, just like when you can tell someone's being, I don't know, doesn't feel close enough with you to, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like that feeling. The, I think the objective with your friends is that you, there's no, you're just on complete autopilot. Yeah. Like you're not, there's no like, flashing up thing on your heads up display you know inside your head just like don't don't forget to do and ask him about this because like, you're just completely comfortable and relaxed with them yeah i know what you mean ah i don't know though like there's certain this is gonna sound weird but like there's certain aspects of it though where i almost prefer strangers sometimes because it's it's funny watching someone react to you who has no context for you yeah which is i love that because like if people have re- i've realized this like people who don't know me like apparently i'm very intense yeah and i still don't quite understand what people mean genuinely because like in my head I'm, I'm quite self-aware but that aspect of me is like i think some people want to have small talk and just like nothing dialogue they just it's the equivalent of just, you know, you're scrolling Facebook, but you're not even looking for something or, you know, just like, you know, in the cinema, you're not hungry, but you just put popcorn in just to like placate yourself. I think sometimes they're not interested in having a connection or anything, which is exclusively what you are looking for when you talk to yeah. anyone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I think some people are just like, oh, that guy, I had to actually be thinking when I was talking to that guy. And that's what they mean by intense some of the time, I think. Yeah, sorry, my head's, the back of my head's really slippery. It looked like you were just gonna, when it's just Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, the back of my head's really slippery because I'm sweaty. Let's wrap this up, man. Yeah, I've just, we've been trying to wrap this up for half an hour. No, we? no, not at all. Well, I got you to plug a thing that wasn't the when I wanted to. I, th- I thought right. maybe we'd wrap it up then, but we've been having a good chat since then. <laughs> um, I'm just always conscious of, uh, you know, some of these things run like two two and a half hours and shit like that. Where we are? 
Fuck knows. Um, but yeah, pe- people often tell me like, yeah, I liked that, um, you know, like mates of ours or whatever would be like, I liked that last episode. Nice and short. I go, <laughs> Loud and clear. Got you. <laughs> I got you. But yeah, all right, well, check us out on uh, on the old Instagram. That's Jake underscore Breeze. You want to check out his band as well, Rivet City. Yeah, we're a Rivet City official on Instagram, just Rivet City on Facebook. we got some good stuff coming out soon. So I think it's it may already be out by this comes out but we've got on the 1st of August got releasing another live track yesterday that that would have been yesterday uh, what else getting back to stand up so stay tuned on that and uh, eat your vegetables yeah man <laughs>